Hello? Webs? Yes. It worked. Cool. Awesome. All right, this is Mike Lang of the Intelligent Hudlums and along with my co-pilot. Is that for me to introduce myself? Yes, man, yes. (laughs) Stephanie Webb Weber. Uh, We're here for the inaugural kind of pilot episode of the Intelligent Hoodlums on podcasting type thing. Um, And just because we're controversial people, we're going to start off with something rather controversial. Um, Samra sucks. (laughs) For our friends out there who are Samra fans, we're sorry, but, you know, at least I'm sorry. I don't know if Webb's still the same way, but I'm not a, a, a big Samra fan. Um, so, what, you, I think what are your thoughts? Samer, I think Samer has its place. Um, but I don't necessarily equate uh, going higher on the Samer ladder as a making a better lesson. Sometimes um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Well, that, that's kind of why I think it's... A, it's not even antiquated because it's not been a, 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 around that long. I just think it's, it's a useless tool then. If that's the case, then what's the purpose of the tool? I think that um, it is antiquated in, like, you know, technology terms. Um, it's been around... Well, the first time... I'm just going to say, the first time I heard of it was probably 2000... I want to say 12, maybe? Okay. 15, something like that? Uh, uh, hold on for a second, Web. Uh, for our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, Samer is a, uh, a model of tech integration that was uh, championed, or not, not championed, but developed by Dr. Ruben Puentadora. Um, the S stands for substitution, A for augmentation, M for modification, or R for redefinition. So there are four levels that there are a lot of ed tech companies are using this in order to push their products uh, and to give people a like a unifying I guess theory in terms of tech integration I am totally against SAMR and all of its permutations but continue webs so and then part of it is that um, there's like above the fold and below the fold and um, uh, substitution and augmentation are looked at as enhancements that are below the fold and um, redefinition and uh, modification are looked at as things that are transformative. So um, there's kind of this hierarchy that, um, and this idea that modification and redefinition are somehow better than augmentation and substitution. But I think the problem you run into is, um, if I'm taking notes, do I really need to need, do I really need to like redefine the experience of taking notes? involving technology or am I overcomplicating a pretty basic well-established process well and that to me is kind of the, the gist of the issue right so we're, we're having a situation in which you're still talking about you're putting technology over learning like you're talking about this 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 the it, to go to our seller method which is you know the way that we roll Function is the most important thing. Like, does it serve the function that I needed the function of, to, to serve rather than 
is it redefined? No, I don't care if it redefines the task. Did it actually accomplish the task that I want you to accomplish? Is a more important question. And so, yeah, like, and if I you use that... design thinking, but oh, I just I think that unfortunately, what has happened is like it it has put technology like more front and center in a lot of in the minds of a lot of teachers, um, and it makes it so that people aim for that. And I think there's a certain amount of like shame. Like, oh, all you did was augmentation. Are you even trying? Like, sometimes augmentation is all you need, and that's totally fine. Like, like I said, why overcomplicate something? You're creating a hierarchy where there is no hierarchy. There really, I mean, yeah, there really isn't. It's about using the right tool for the job. And so, but I will say, I think that it does raise awareness, and I think it's a good conversation starter. And a good, um, like, pointing out that just because you are now typing up your notes on Google Docs doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, have augmented and, and integrated technology in a meaningful way. Well, I think that, that goes to a bigger, that goes, I think Samra perpetuates that problem, actually. Because you have a situation in which you have newer users, newer teachers that aren't familiar with the, 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 the with the model being handed this model and um, with the perception that um, given the hierarchy, I'm only supposed to be here at substitution. I'm only supposed to be here at augmentation. I'm not supposed to, you know, want to go higher because I'm new in this, this, this space. So it also ah, like, even it gives them like an excuse. Yes, exactly. It dampens people's, uh, uh, uh desires to move forward because you're putting it in this artificial container instead of saying here's the problem kids we need to solve and letting whatever technology spill out of that situation it's this these are uh, these are substitution tasks these are augmentation tasks these are modifications now does a problem get solved if it gets solved we're good it doesn't matter what level it was on you know, think about all the cool, the cool, think of all the, the entrepreneurs that looked at very simple problems and solved those very simple problems with simple solutions that are now millionaires. Mm-hmm. And they weren't concerned with, oh, this is just a modification of a previously done concept. Okay, who the devil cares? You know, My issue um, with it is, I think it, it unnecessarily, it causes, it's like, it's like unnecessary brain power wasted on classifying your task. Like, why does it matter if it's substitution or augmentation or whatever? Like, I've seen teachers get into arguments about whether it's modification or redefinition. Why does that matter? Again, like you said, if solving a problem, that's like if you're solving the problem and that problem's getting solved, does it really matter if it's augmentation or redefinition? And if you're seeding control in your classroom to your students, your students are going to, to, to generally create products on those four levels without your input. There are going to be kids that sit there and look at a problem and redefine it. Kids that just modify the problem. Kids that substitute the problem. Kids that uh, augment the problem. Or just whatever the technology is necessary to do what they need to do. But I think a lot of the SAMR is another, it's a teacher control mechanism as well. Rather than allowing learning to happen, I'm going to have to, like you said before, classify these in these these four tiers. It's just, you know, I'm not cool with that. 
Yeah, I think it's seen its payday. But I like. I when when did this come out? Um. Uh, yeah, it, I think I it's kind of. Yeah, it's it's seen its time. Well, it was cool when it was you know again the it was the wild west and the ed tech situation where there were so many devices so many new tools coming out that they needed to be a way in order to like systematically classify things so i'm not like oh just hating on the, the concept it's just i don't think the concept actually does the good that it meant to do i agree i agree so I don't know. It just uh, uh, I just happened to be watching a podcast in the the, the um, not watching a podcast, but watching a YouTube video in which the guy was talking about Samer and whatnot. And it was like, you know, I don't know. I, like, do you? What do you think when you go to PD and they refer to Samer? Like, how do you generally deal with that session? Um, I will like make like kind of recall my um my background knowledge like okay yeah I know what they're talking about and then based on like how they present it and that kind of a thing like that's how I'll determine um uh, that's how I'll determine like where I I think um I'll be judgy, I guess. I'll just own up to it. Like, I'll be judgy based on how much they put into Samurai. Like, if it's a casual pass-by mention, then I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know, good to know. But if they really focus and harp on, like, the differences between levels and whether you're meeting something or not meeting something, or then I start to kind of question the validity and of, of whatever the session is. Well, okay, so I... I... My experience has been this, all right? I've had conversations now with administrators that have been presented this model, and they're, I want our teachers to be on the redefinition stage. And I'm like, dude, no. That's, that's, that's not, no, that's not what we want to do. You know, the, the goal isn't for people to be redefining tasks, and you have a situation in which you're judging your teachers because they're only at substitution or whatever, it becomes a it, it creates a, a, a level of hostility and stress as well. Instead of I agree. I think that... I think it Go gives ahead. the illusion. I think it gives the illusion that you're addressing, or I think it gives the illusion that a person can be appears to be more com- competent than they actually are. If you're just checking boxes, yeah. Yeah. if you're quantitatively analyzing. Um, a teacher's lesson or their presence in the classroom based on how many times they get to the redefinition stage and you're not really looking at what the function of that lesson is and if it's addressing the needs of the students, then, you know, not only that, but it's a detriment, I think, to teachers who are just starting out with technology integration because you're unfairly penalizing them and comparing them to their peers based on some arbitrary scale that doesn't really mean anything. Well, and do you also, like, you're you're rewarding what I like to call David Copperfield teachers, right? People that can make things look oh. like some things happen when that's not exactly, that's not what's happening. Because I've never seen a sphere before. I believe this is like magic technology. The kids use well, okay, they could just be drawing with the Spiro now. But because I'm unfamiliar with the concept, oh, that's got to be redefinition. No, it's essentially coloring again. We're just coloring yeah. a little ball now. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
you know, it, that's the but it, it that's the, the the SAMR model, in my opinion, has pushed a lot of teachers to um, perceive it's like an arms race type situation, in which I'm going to put these things these little boxes, or I turn a teacher totally off to technology integration because they are these four little boxes I have to put them in. Or yeah, yeah, there. that's true. I agree. And so, I mean, I don't know. Um, indeed, indeed. Uh, for those who have never heard of the Intelligent Hoodlums, we are both Apple Sigma educators, uh, both veterans of the classroom. So we're not like making these opinions up. It's not like two teachers off the street, even though we are kind of two teachers off the street. Our it is what it is. Off the street. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is what it is. Um, you can find us at Trust the Hoodlum on Twitter. Also, uh, we live on the internet at www.theintelligenthoodlums.com and www.intelligenthoodlums.com, which is our blog. Uh, feel free to stop by, uh, say controversial stuff. Just keep it PG, I guess. Um, but beyond that, uh, we're always around and stuff. Shoot us a tweet. This has been the first ever Intelligent Hoodlums podcast. Thank you, Webbs, for taking this journey with me, man. I appreciate you. Um, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye.